0: Hey girls, welcome back to another episode of the Go Girl podcast. I hope you've been doing amazing. I cannot believe it is the end of the year, but we made it. We made it. Um, I have some exciting episodes coming up right now. We are closing
1: out Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and I have plenty of episodes in the past where I talk about the narcissist. I talk about different red flags and the signs of abuse and all of that. And it's, it's very heavy. So I wanted to focus now on the healing of it all. You know, I want to focus on healing after abuse so that we are not looking at our situation as the eyes of a victim and things that have happened to us. But we can look at ourselves as survivors and as brave and as people and women who have overcome something so heavy and toxic and that we've learned from it and we've become more accountable and we're attracting better. Like I want to switch to that side of things, right? So. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month and I wanted to talk about more than the painful side of the toxic relationships. There's so much more to life than the negative. So I want to dive deeper into how you can learn to trust yourself again. So I was a speaker at the Trauma to Triumph panel earlier this year and now is the perfect time to share this conversation. The person who reached out to me, her name is Amira and she found me on TikTok. I was sharing a lot about uh narcissism and, you know, the things that I've been through and that I've overcome. And she reached out like, hey, you are so knowledgeable. Would you love to be a speaker on my panel? I said, sure. So this happened earlier this year. So I'm sharing a conversation right now as we wrap up this month. She had other amazing speakers who opened up about narcissism, the signs, some dating tips. She even had a a narcissist on there. He was very open about how he treats his his supply and everything and it was kind of triggering cuz i'm like oof been there done that right and it's crazy how you can be so aware that you're doing something but and you want to change it but you just don't know how it was interesting he's gone to therapy and everything so he's very aware so it's it's all about just making better choices but my portion was about self-care after abuse so listen in as i share some affirmations some tools that you can use to heal. I share journal prompts and the plethora of emotions that I experienced after leaving an emotionally abusive relationship. I was numb. I was confused. I was so many things. So hear all about it in this episode. And I also
0: explain the difference between self-care and self-love. Before we get into the episode, I want to say thank you to everyone who's listening. Please be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple or
1: Spotify. I would love to hear from you. I'm also on social media at Go Girl Movement or at I am Ashley Caprice. And if you or anyone you know is in a domestic violence relationship, this is the National Domestic Violence Hotline number. It is 800 799 7233. Please get some help. You deserve more. You're worth more. Okay. The number again is 1 800 799 7233. All right. We're going to get into this episode.
2: We have our next speaker, who's an amazing woman. She is the author of the Go Girl Movement. She has a podcast called um, Go Girl. (laughs) She's on social media. She does a lot of different um, content on how to overcome narcissistic abuse, getting your life together after narcissistic abuse. She's just an amazing, amazing woman. And I'm super happy and excited to have her on this platform to share with you guys how to have self-care after narcissistic abuse and what that looks like. You know, a lot of us after we've been in narcissistic relationships, we totally neglect ourselves. We don't give ourselves that love. Um, and I always say that um self-care is self-love in action. You know, um so I am just again excited to have her. And without further ado, I would love to welcome you guys. Ashley Caprice to the
1: stage. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm grateful to be here.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. So, how are you doing today?
1: <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, I was listening to Leon, and I'm like, "Whoa!" So much of this stuff is so familiar. <laughs> so many things that I went through in my past. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was good. Like he was very specific with some of his details, and I was like. Yep. Been through all of that. <laughs> yes, I
2: know. It's like it's like it's almost, almost like you get those little, little feelings again, yes. up, you know, but yes. uh, the thing when you do the, the healing work and you have the tools that you know how to re-anchor yourself back and to, re- you know, ground yourself back in, even though you may get a little triggered at some points.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh,
2: Again, I'm very grateful to have you on the stage today here speaking to these women about how to, you know, create their compelling future after narcissistic abuse. So we're talking about self-care after abuse. And one of the first questions I want to ask you are, what are some ways women can implement self-care in their daily routine? Like, what does that actually look like?
1: Well, there are so many tools that you can have in your own self-care regimen for each day. But I would say first, just like sit with yourself and reflect and think about, Okay, what brings me joy? Right. Like what are what is one thing that I can do every single day that'll make me smile, that'll make me happy. And for me, it's dance. So I could turn on some Beyoncé, twerk a little something, and I feel amazing. But it's about like just knowing yourself. And that's a part of self-care too. It's like doing the journaling, writing out who you are, what you want, what excites you, and doing more of that every single day. So personally in my self-care routine, I'd wake up, thank God for another day. I'll do some meditation, which means that I'm sitting quietly to myself for five to 10 minutes, doing some breath work, inhaling, exhaling. That slows down your nervous system as well, so that you are more aware when you're dating and you're in more in tune with yourself. So you can hear your intuition, you know. When it's a red flag, you know when this person might not be right for you. So meditation is very important. There are so many guided meditations on YouTube or a lot of different apps that you can you can download for meditation guidance. There's also the writing and there's movement you know, you have to release that trauma from your body. So I definitely would say like do a a walk every day. If it's your lunch break, a five minute walk in the morning, doing something to move your body, or if it's dance, you know, just like Mm. release and shake it out. And even if you might be triggered, just shake it out for a minute and then keep it pushing. But you have to do like a little bit of movement, I think, uh, every single day, yeah, for some self-care. So those are the things that I do, but there's like plenty of other things that you can do. One of the main things too is positive affirmations. Mm -hmm. You were broken down so much in your past relationship you know, they probably broke your self-esteem down so much. It's important to build yourself back up. So positive affirmations, speaking that love and light back into yourself. Um, They might've said some horrible things to you. So instead you speak in a mirror and you say some beautiful, amazing things about yourself. I am amazing. I'm beautiful. I'm going to have a great day. I am full of love. I'm full of joy. All of that until you're very comfortable with it. And it comes easy to you.
2: Yes, yes. And I, I, that that's crucial. And I think a lot of times, um, to be really candid, I think, you know, I used to hear this stuff and I'm like, oh, what's all this self-care stuff? Like, it just seems so woo-woo. Oh, it's woo-woo. That's what <laughs> right, everybody really like, says. It's no, so woo-woo. <laughs> right, like, you can just make up these little cute little, you know, terms or whatever, you know. But um, when you really put it in practice, it actually can change your life. You know, um, self-care is what really, you know, really changed my life. And sometimes you have to do it even when you don't feel like doing it. Like it may not feel authentic initially, like it may feel like, oh, whatever, you know, you're telling yourself, oh, I'm amazing, powerful, beautiful, but you've been so beat down um, with with your own negative self-talk, first of all, because that's honestly how the narcissist was able to get to you there, but that's another subject, but also, you know, with the narcissist combining, adding that on. So you have all this emotional negative stacking And so now it's hard for you to even believe like I'm amazing, I'm powerful, I'm beautiful, all this other stuff, you know? So you have to do it sometime until you you really believe it, like you mentioned. So um, when you don't feel like it.
1: (laughs) That's that discipline component of it all. Like saying it even when you don't feel like saying it. And then like towards the end of my relationship with the narcissist, I knew there was an issue because I'm big on affirmations. When I got in the mirror and I was like, I am happy and I'm trying to smile, but instead I'm crying because I know I'm lying to myself. That's when I knew- Okay, this is a problem, and then I start asking and being curious with myself. Well, why am I not happy? What's making me mm. not happy? I realize, okay, the situation I'm in is bringing a lot of unhappiness into my life. So, when you're doing these affirmations, it's important to ask yourself too, like, well, why am I full of joy right now? Why am I happy? And if it's not like connecting to what you're saying to yourself, just explore and then figure out how you can get back to your happy place.
2: Mm. That's, yeah, that's, that's very powerful. Explain the difference between self-care and self-love because I kind of gave it away a little bit, you know, with self-care being self-love and action. But mm-hmm. sometimes people can have self-care, right? But they haven't really done the true work to have that true self-love. So for example, they can go get their nails done and manicure and pedicure and stuff like that. But they really haven't done the deep, deep, deep the, yeah. the, the work that nobody really wants to do that. you know, You know, stuff like looking at the ugly stuff, you know, the stuff about ourselves that we don't want to necessarily deal with. You know, this, right. the, the ugly part of healing, as I like to call it sometimes, that's not always the glamorous, glitzy stuff. You know what I mean? Um, explain the difference between like that self-love and self-care and how they, how they correlate, but then how they are slightly different.
1: Yeah, and I think exactly what you said. Okay, self-care, some people look at it like, oh, I'm going to the spa today. I'm <laughs> taking a bath. I'm getting my nails done. Like, love that for you, girl. Do all that too. <laughs> but I think the self love. Part of it is deeper work, right? That's your Mm -hmm. inner work. That's you might have to accept the parts that you don't truly like about yourself. We all have Mm -hmm. flaws, and there are things that it's like, oh, that that's (laughs) I don't like that part of myself. But it's like embracing that and loving that anyway, and accepting yourself fully. So the self love work could be going to therapy. The self love work is journaling, journaling your thoughts, writing out. Why am I behaving this way? What just triggered me? What am I feeling? What is the root of this? Maybe something in childhood, maybe something from a past relationship is triggering this. And just really finding that out, understanding it and accepting it, accepting your past, realizing, okay, if you ladies or men on the call have been in some horrible situations, realizing this has happened, I've overcome it, I'm now a survivor of it, but I still love myself despite it all right Mm -hmm. so like that's the self-love part of it and self-love does come with that self-care and like Mm -hmm. my brand is self-love self-care self-discovery so Mm -hmm. it's like always discovering different parts of myself and accepting it or um the self-care part of myself and and making sure I'm fine-tuning everything so that I can love myself more but you gotta Mm -hmm. you gotta love the good the bad the ugly like all the parts of you and really, like I said earlier, get curious about who you are, like your thoughts mm-hmm. and realizing, okay, these don't, this doesn't really sound like the true self, right? Mm-hmm. How can I get to my true self and realizing or or, or or figuring out a way to like combat those thoughts or just release those thoughts because they don't serve the true version of who you are, right? Mm-hmm. So just digging deeper, finding out more about you to love yourself more, loving all the parts of you.
2: Yes. Yes. I think that's very crucial and uh, key. Everything that you mentioned, um, you know, in regards to you getting, I believe you really gave some really great examples of what it actually looks like, because that's the biggest picture, I, I think, or the biggest hurdle for women is that they hear these self-care things, self-love or whatever, but they don't know what that actually looks like, you know? Yes. So I think that that's really, um, really essential what you mentioned. Um, how that actually looks like and describing those pictures of what the women can actually do to, you know, make sure that they, they're actually implemented.
1: Let me say oh, one more ahead, thing about ahead. that because like you mentioned earlier, the nails, I feel like um, the self-care part is external. It's things that you're mm-hmm. getting from the outside, like the massages, the, the pedicures, whatever. But the self-love is internal. It's the things that other people might not even see. You don't have to go anywhere for it. Mm-hmm. It's like right there within you everywhere you go. Mm. You can't run from that. You cannot run from yourself.
2: (laughs) Exactly. That's perfect. Self love, it doesn't cost you anything, too. (laughs) That's the thing. Exactly. You know, like, you know, self love is, you know, really sometimes just sitting with yourself and, like you said, accepting all the pieces of yourself. Sometimes, and sometimes it's going to look ugly before it it, it gets really good. I'm just be honest with you. Like, sometimes you got to boohoo cry it out and just, you know, like really, you know what I'm saying, get to a point where you can be alone and just, you know, do the ugly cry. <laughs> As yes. I like to call it where, you know, you got snot running, you know, all of that stuff just coming out because you have to release it because the yes. only way for you to um, get to the other side of healing is to re- to release a lot of that stuff. Just like literally like get it out, you know? Yes. So it doesn't look pretty. Like people like to you know, make it seem sometimes on social media. So it's
1: so <laughs> yes. uncomfortable. Like healing, yeah. I want to be honest with everyone on this call. Healing is so necessary. However, it is so uncomfortable when you're going through the process. Like when you're exactly. learning about who you are and you're peeling off layers and masks and all of that, your representation, representative, all that you're peeling all that off and back and finding out who you really are. It could be uncomfortable, but the other side is so beautiful. That's why I love butterflies. You're going into this mm-hmm. cocoon and it's it's like a struggle to get out, but when you're out of it, you just, you just fly, you feel free and you're gorgeous and beautiful inside and out, you know?
2: Exactly. Perfect metaphor, actually the butterfly. Yes. Um, so, um, I want to ask personal questions. So when you first began your healing, um, journey, how did you begin the process of implementing self-care? You kind of gave it away a little bit, but I kind of want you to go a little bit more detail of like what, you know, how it looked from you for you from start to finish of that process.
1: Okay. So
2: journey. I want to say it's still continuing always. Right. But you know, from when yeah. I started,
1: <laughs> yeah, when I started, so when I got really serious about it, I feel like I've always like done a little something here and there, but I think really specifically leaving the narcissistic ex is when I had to sit with myself and really go through that process and self-care journey. So it took me about two months, like literally after the relationship, it was two months of me being numb. I kind of felt like I didn't know what to do, where to go. I just felt isolated. I was I kept to myself a lot or I always wanted a lot of people around me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was because I didn't want to confront what had just happened for the past year and a half. Um, So after that two months, I finally just cried and released like a lot. And it was more so upset at myself. Like, why did I stay so long? Why did I let this happen? Why I was so angry with myself. And that's part of self-care too. Like I'm going through all the emotions and feeling it. But after that, I knew like, okay, I deserve better. And I know I'm a great person. So let me, let me work to heal on my, heal myself. So I started with journaling. Like I've always, I've, Kept like diaries as a kid. I've like always been a writer. So I just started journaling and asking myself questions. I I, I wrote down like, what are some boundaries that um, I let slide? What are some red flags that I missed? What are some moments that I felt like really uncomfortable in this relationship? Why did I stay in this relationship? So I did a lot of writing and journaling first with my self-care journey. And then working on the building myself back up. It was the positive affirmations, like speaking to myself kindly over time and knowing that, okay, I don't feel okay today. And being real, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in a self-care journey, like you got to be real and honest with yourself when you're honest with yourself then you're honest with everybody else. And then you can be even honest in future dating experiences because you don't care. Like, this is who I am. This is what I want, what I need. And you're just being super honest. So I, I learned to be like even more honest with myself. After this, uh, I also like went out with friends a little bit more. I, um, welcomed any support and everything. I just made sure I got like my fun back, you know, was dancing a lot and yeah, like mainly that's, that's it. And and a lot of meditation, a lot of prayer, listening to a lot of sermons and gospel music. (laughs) Like I was doing it all, but it, it definitely, um, Took me a couple months after the relationship first to just be still. And mm-hmm. then I just start releasing like little by little by little. And then realized with my self-care routine, what do I like? What can I take away? What can I add? How long is this routine for my daily routine now? Yes. Yeah. But it's it's all about like being honest with yourself through it all too.
2: Yeah. With that brutal <laughs> honesty, it will take you far. <laughs> you yeah. know, just being brutally honest with yourself and then, you know, being kind to yourself, like you mentioned, you know. Yeah. Um We don't realize it, but, you know, we have an unconscious mind that even though we're doing a lot of this conscious work on the surface, you know, about, you know, affirmations and everything like that, our conscious mind is like battling between mm-hmm. the two because of all the limits and beliefs that we are like ingrained literally programmed yeah. in our unconscious mind so it's like you know really it may sound like crazy but sometimes you have to talk to your unconscious mind like you know because she's like a six-year-old child you know yeah. literally and if you're talking to a six-year-old child you wouldn't say you have to watch yourself even in, in like basic moments you like where you forget something like oh my god i'm so stupid you know like little stuff like that you know you literally just told like why would you talk to a six-year-old child like that you know exactly you, you know so it's like having that compassion with your unconscious mind so that that way she actually believes the conscious work that you're doing when you're doing the affirmations and stuff like that, because she's not going to believe it. If you just told her she was stupid and ugly and wasn't Mm worth anything, (laughs) now you're trying to tell her she's powerful and beautiful. And she was like, what are you talking about? No, like you just told me I was ugly a few minutes ago. i make up your mind.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, you have to be consistent with yourself. Like we exactly. want consistency in a relationship with other people. Like be consistent with yourself and how you're speaking to yourself too. And, exactly. and be kind to yourself. And then I'm big on like how you're feeling. So if you mm-hmm. tell yourself, oh, I'm st- stupid. I'm this, I'm that. Like I don't even like saying this stuff because I don't want to manifest it. But like yeah. I'm this, that, the other, like any mm-hmm. negative thing. Your body will like go down, you'll feel bad. But if you're like, mm-hmm. I feel happy, I feel joy- full of joy, I feel like this and that. Sometimes you light up and you're smiling and it feels better. So lean more into what feels good.
2: Yes, yes, perfect. Thank you. And I wanted to ask you um, what are five examples of good self care routine for women to add into their lives? Like five, you know, five good examples that they can kind of start off
1: with. Okay. Well, like I've been saying, the positive affirmations yes. is a big one. First of all, I just want to say too with self care, It's important, especially after abuse, because you've been in this relationship or I've been in it too. We've been in these relationships where we were used and abused or we're used to giving so much to the other person. They love bombed you in the beginning. So now, you know, everything was all good. And then you start being used to that and you want that more. So then you start just giving and giving and giving and giving and giving to them. So now Mm -hmm. it's time after this relationship to now pour into yourself and give to yourself, keep giving and giving and giving. So that's the positive affirmations. Okay. You, you have to speak kindly to yourself. That's the, um, the movement component. That's like dancing, walking or whatnot. That's maybe some prayer, maybe some meditation doing breath work so that you can release those negative thoughts and negative feelings from the past or even currently that's, the journaling, you're going to do a lot of writing. I want you to write red flags. I want you to write some green flags, things you do want in a relationship, your wants, your needs, desires. Don't focus on everything that you don't want. Also focus on what you do want, right? That's like number four. And then like pretty much included in self-care is also maybe talking to your family members, calling a friend, going out, socializing, and doing something that you love. Remember what you liked when you were six years old. Like you were saying, that little girl inside of you. What did you like? I like dance. Some people might have liked coloring, painting, drawing, skating, swimming. Do more of that in your life as well. Like whatever is bringing you joy, do more of it so that you can feel a piece of that joy every single day. So that's some self-care that you can start with. And all of it is pretty free. <laughs> so yeah. like it's things that you could do in the house, rain or shine. So do some of that like right now, just to feel better, just a little at a time. With mm-hmm. the breath work, you don't have to do five, 10 minutes. Like I do maybe start with, uh, I'm gonna take three deep breaths right now, you know? And then increase it to one minute, two minutes and keep and in- in increasing it so that you have your, self-care routine tailored for you.
2: Perfect, perfect. Thank you. Actually, I want you guys, if you have any questions for Ashley, you can go ahead and put them in the chat. And then um, as they're putting their questions in the chat, I just want you to let them know how they can get in touch with you, you know, what's some ways they can work with you <laughs> moving forward.
1: Of course, I'm also a certified <laughs> relationship coach now and healing coach. So be sure to reach out to me through my um, website at gogirlmovement.org. I'm also on social media at I am Ashley Caprice or at Go Girl Movement. And I also have my Go Girl Guidebook, <laughs> Go Girl, A Woman's Interactive Guide to Self-Love. There you go. A Woman's Interactive Guide to Self-Love, Go Girl Guidebook. And I have 10 chapters like a guide to self-love, a guide to self-care, a guide to healing after heartbreak a guide to dating again, a guide to even money management, how to live your dreams, all of that. So you can purchase that on Amazon or through the website at gogirlmovement.org. And I also have a weekly podcast, Go Girl with Ashley Caprice, where I talk about all of these things, self-care, self-love, self-discovery, and so many more topics about relationships or just about yourself. My mission overall is to encourage women to have a healthy relationship with themselves and others. So the yes. you know, podcast includes all of that and i'm on tiktok that's how we found each other where i share like a lot of tips on red flags that look green at first um about like anything with narcissists or a toxic relationship but also healthy relationships too
2: yes perfect and um i have to get a question um Elizabeth asks how to get started with breath work. I actually have a breath work coach and I'm actually going to do a breath work session later on, Elizabeth. So if you stay tuned later, we'll kind of go into we'll actually do a real live breath work session today. And if you choose to work me further, you can. But also, you know, since you did ask actually the question, what are some ways? I guess she wants to know like how to start that breath
1: work process. So with breath work, I would say get into a room by yourself, whatever's comfortable for you. You can sit, you can lay down and just first breathe, do what's natural to you. And just see what thoughts are coming in, right? Just see what thoughts and explore those thoughts, you know, but there are a lot of guided meditations and breathwork meditations on YouTube. So you can just literally Google meditation or five minute breathwork on YouTube and some things will pop up. How I started was I played some music like an instrumental music that was smooth sound with some candles, like did the whole thing. And I would just close my eyes and just inhale and exhale. And we can do it right now. Just quick inhale and exhale. And you can do that. Even one intentional deep breath is like a form of meditation. As long as you're intentional. Every day we're breathing all day, you know, as long as we're here. But if you're just like, I'm going to take a deep breath right now, and then release it, that is indeed a form of meditation. So I've been doing breath work though, since like high school, I was an actress in high school. That's the way we used to get centered and to help with getting into character. So that's how we used to do it back in the day with the music, the candles, inhale, exhale. But over time, I don't even need all that. I could just sit in my bed alone and do my breath work and I'm fine. So, but there are a lot of YouTube videos that I help you to
2: Uh, She asked, does it help with anxiety? It absolutely does. I I can answer that one for you because I actually, I'm I'm always conquering. I always watch my words now, but I'm I'm conquering constantly um, anxiety. It helps me tremendously. What happens is with breath work, it actually, as she mentioned a little bit earlier, it actually resets your nervous system. So during the process of resetting your nervous system, because the problem is with anxiety um, really quickly is that you're thinking too much about the future you're thinking about like, what's this outcome going to be? What's this, what's that? When you're feeling anxious, you have to, well, number one, catch your thoughts. Like, what are you thinking about that's causing you to feel anxious? And that's usually thinking about what you're thinking about the future and what's going to happen. What's the outcome of this or that is going to be instead of being present. So breath work helps you to naturally just get present, right? Because you can't think about what you don't want to think about without not thinking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like breathwork gets you out of your head and into your body. And so that's the way that you can calm those anxious feelings is by getting out of your head. If you're a, um intellectual, or you're a person who thinks about a lot of things and you think about the thoughts that you're thinking and you analyze those thoughts on top, of you know, you're going to be anxious as hell because you're constantly thinking about everything. So the best way to do that is to um, get out of your head, out of your body and breathwork does that tremendously. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that too, Ashley, as well? Yeah, I want to
1: add to like, because I, I don't know if it's a woman thing or me, but we overthink. Okay. <laughs> so like, that's that, that anxiety piece, like we're, we're overthinking. We're always constantly thinking about the future or a lot of depression is when you're thinking a, a lot about the past. So with all of it, like their, their thoughts that are circulating in your mind and it pretty much make you exhausted, right? Like sometimes you think you're tired just physically, but it's like. Oh, my mind has been racing all day. I'm mentally exhausted. So with the breath work, it slows down those thoughts. And eventually you might start meditating to the point where you don't have like any thoughts in your mind, or you have a thought that come in, but you're, you, you practice so much that you let a thought come in and you just let it go. You just let it go. Mm-hmm. But it definitely helps with anxiety. I have some anxiety. So when I'm feeling like my heart is racing or my mind is just going, I'm like, let me step away from whatever I'm doing and take a take a deep breath. I did it this morning. I was having a little anxiety about this and getting excited about it. And I was like, well, let me just do some breath work. And I did for about <laughs> 10 minutes. I sat in the silence and I was just breathing in and out and I'm, I'm here. I feel calm and I, I feel great being here, but it definitely, definitely helps with anxiety.
2: Yes, absolutely. That was perfect. You tell me because this morning I was almost going through it for a second, but had I not had the tools that I have, I probably would have been uh, you know, all over the place. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find my uh, USB cord for my um, focus, right. To hook up to my microphone, to my laptop and everything. And I was like, well, oh, whatever, you know, we're going to do the sound from the laptop today. If that's what has to happen. Yeah. So the moment I, <laughs> the moment I release the need to be attached to an outcome, I looked over and it was right there.
1: Yep. See? Release that <laughs> and control. Like, mm-hmm.
2: Right. And you know, so sometimes you just have to stop and like stop being so attached to the outcome and just, you know what? It's gonna work out how it's gonna work out. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, and then, then it usually control. works out. Exactly, it usually works out because you let go of the need of control. You know, anxiety is that need for control. Like I gotta mm-hmm. control the outcome. I gotta control this. I gotta control that. But when you just relax, let go, and just realize that it will all work out. Everything is always working in your best interest. Everything is working out for your good, even when you, it doesn't look like it. Even when it looks messy as hell, realize that everything is working out for the greatest good. Your greatest mm-hmm. good, and you just sit in that. And let it go it will it will help you you know yeah. like tremendously i just want to um as we wrap it up i want to um thank you so much for coming on here um speaking to these women and um just bringing your wisdom and insight about ways that you the thing the things that you did to move forward into your healing journey it was very beautiful you're such a beautiful spirit i just feel like calm and at ease even like talking to you like that's the way i know when a person has a good spirit to me in my opinion it's like mm. when I'm just at ease talking to them you know oh, and um you. you just have that beautiful energy like where you're just like talking to your home girl across you know yeah <laughs> the oh, I so. appreciate that
1: thank you so much <laughs> yes
0: thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the go girl podcast please subscribe rate and leave a review and be sure to share this episode with your girlfriends